We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay. I will pick the quickest question here. Although maybe it's it's not a quick question. Um, this question is about jerseys and ones that you've owned. Um, I figure it takes a lot for me to... It, okay, it's, it didn't used to take a lot for me to buy like a jersey or a jersey of a player. I have since only... I've stopped buying Knicks jerseys. And I own a Jets jersey, but I don't... I got to be honest, the Jets have kind of beaten it out of me over the past couple of years. So they'll have to actually accomplish something like, hey, a playoff berth. And then I'll actually come maybe uh, represent the team with some apparel. Um, Mets jerseys are really the only thing I, I own right now, or at least will invest in. So over the years, what jerseys have you guys owned, whether it be Knicks or other teams or other players, maybe out of out of New York teams. Uh, Jeremy, we'll start with you. I haven't bought as many jerseys over the last however many years, but when I was a kid, constantly. Mm -hmm. I think what comes to mind, I loved basketball jerseys as a kid. So I think one of my favorites was the bright orange Charlotte Bobcats and Mecca Okafor jersey. Wow, Jeremy. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, then there was also like the red Eli That's Manning jersey. Cut. That is a deep cut. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Uh, there was like 
a jazz Andre Kirilenko jersey I had, but I didn't, but I I couldn't wear it because I actually met him at the NBA store and got autographs. I was like, Uh, okay. I want to ruin it. Wow. So I don't think I wore it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else jersey wise. I like there were so many great designs in like 2005, 2006. That looking back, were also just terrible. But at, at then they were like, this, this is fantastic. These, these color schemes are great. Love it. So uh, yeah, I'll. I think I'll stick with Emeka and and keep it there. I think it's good enough. Did you, what Knicks jerseys have you owned? I mean, a ton over the years. Uh, the first Knicks jersey I ever got was a Spree. Okay. Then Starbury. And then I shifted more to Scherzies, mm. like Stat for sure. I don't think there's anyone else. KP, which is now a Grimes jersey. <laughs> uh, Soon to be uh, Bill Russell. The jersey. last number six. Yeah, yes. the last number six. Exactly. And then I spoiled myself last year where I got a quickly jersey. And then mm. Okay. Uh, Benji. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Jeremy, we we uh, our complexion doesn't really lend itself to the straight jersey look. Uh, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> but you know what? If you believe in yourself, <laughs> you can do it. Like it's red like, usually clashes. I'm sure you get this too, Ben. Like red and orange aren't the best bad. colors. For doesn't us. work. Doesn't work. But I gotta tell you, like when you're a kid, when you're 10 years old, you're running around with a, a Mecca Okafor jersey. The world hey, is your oyster. An orange one. Speaking <laughs> oh, yeah. of clashing, hell yeah. That's amazing. Um, By yeah. the way, great. One more jersey that love happens to be uh, the turquoise Liberty jersey. I'm mm. saying that because Liberty just won. Did they really? Yeah. Shout out to the Liberty. Nice. There, you yeah. there you go. There you go. I really never had jerseys. I, I just hmm. wasn't a jersey person. I had. You um, are. You are a, a Red Holtz jersey is what she did. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. I had. A, I have a CC Sabathia with the stadium insignia. It was the last year of the stadium. Mm. So that's a cool one that I have. That's like the, the pinstripes, like the real vet. Like that's a real legit nice jersey that I have that I. The last year of the stadium? Yeah. Sorry. The first, first year. year first year. Okay. I was about to say they oh, made nine, jerseys right? for. First year of the stadium. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so that's a cool one that I have that I've worn probably twice. I, I don't know what to do with it, but it's nice. I, I just. But I don't know what I would wear it. Um, I, I was randomly a Denver Broncos fan in my very early youth. And I had a Jay Cutler jersey. Wow. Who was great for a couple of years. There. Yeah. Also turns out not the greatest human. And I, I don't I, I don't have that one anymore. Um, other than that, I I don't think I never had an X jersey or a shirt. I never had anything like that. I, wow. I got I got my son uh, Aaron Judge a little Yankees T-shirt, one of those nice ones. So he's he's he rocks that to school and camp. So he's that's cool. But otherwise, really very little to report. I gotta add one more. Sure. The powder blue Ladanian Tomlinson jersey. That um, that was beautiful. That's so I good. A beaut. A beaut. Yeah. So. Benji, I don't know if you know this about me. I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods for 10 years. I did work. know that. Yeah. So I'm Which trying. Uh, there are a couple different ones in Long Island. I worked at one in Virginia when I went down there for school because I went from full time to part time and I didn't want to work there the rest of my life. Um, then I graduated and immediately started to work there again full time while I looked for something in the industry, uh, this industry, I should say. And I'm trying to separate 
like jerseys I got because I got a discount. I like before I got a full-time job and had money and then it was a discount or I, I was like the first to notice, Oh, this Kevin Garnett jerseys on clearance. I don't care if it's Brooklyn, it's Kevin Garnett. I might as well get it for $7. Um, so growing up, I had an Allen Houston and a mellow Jersey at my job. I got a, a Tyson Chandler and an Amari Stoudemire Jersey for like $6 each like clearance prices. Um, Growing up for the Mets, Piazza, uh, this is going to be embarrassing. Piazza, Ventura, Mo Vaughn, Roberto Alomar, uh, all of these jerseys. Tom Oof. Glavin. Just, I had just, all a, just a laundry list yes. of overpaid Mets. Yes, overpaid, washed so. up Mets. Oh, Eventually, beautiful. I learned I got a David Wright jersey. <laughs> I had a Claudio jersey at one point. My buddy got me a Claudio 18 jersey. That's my, that was a number I wore in high school. Um, Love that. And I didn't have one again until 20, until last year. I got the, I've, I've worn, I've put them up behind me before for, for gags, but I have an Alonzo and a right jersey in the blue and then the white, the white pinstripes. Um, the Jets is actually a funny one. Uh, my first jersey was a Curtis Martin. I wore that thing into the ground. Um, then I got a Darrell, then I got a Darrell Revis jersey. Um, and in there, somewhere in the middle there, um, when they first came out, I was one of the first to open the boxes to put them on the racks. I have a Jets Brett Favre jersey. That okay. Is a, that is a thing. Yes, I hate him, and I never really... That season well, did wasn't not go there as well. A, there wasn't any success there? He went eight and three with the Jets to start. Yeah. And decided, I don't want to run the offense that you are giving me anymore, and went two... Two oh, touchdowns, I I eleven. I wouldn't have even known that level of detail. Two touchdowns, eleven interceptions over the final five games, and the Jets yeah. went nine and seven and missed the playoffs in a year that Tom Brady missed the rest of the season after Week One. He had some Viking success too, didn't he? Yes, Post, literally the one yeah. team in his career, the two teams he didn't have success within his career were the Falcons and the Jets. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, that's a tough. Um, one. and then some some random ones. I actually got my first Rangers thing this year. Um. I got a Kreider jersey. Shout out Chris. Got it for me for my birthday. Um, nice. And then you'd be appreciate this, Jeremy. I have an Eli Manning jersey. Yeah. I know you do because you have to wear it if we hit a thousand Oh, yeah. Patrons. I have to wear it if we hit a thousand patrons. I have to do a whole show with an Eli Manning jersey on. I've made it clear. The Giants are my heroes. I'm so, I don't hate the Giants. I know I get painted in that corner because I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I just think the, the funnier narrative is that Brady's three Super Bowl losses, like he's beaten all these great quarterbacks and Eli Manning beat him twice. Like that's the funnier narrative to me, you know? Um, and then you guys hit it with the basketball jerseys. I had the Durant OKC jersey, the the light blue one. Oh, you didn't like that one, Benji. Okay. OKC, OKC jerseys are the worst. Oh, okay. never had a good Excuse jersey. Me. They okay. haven't had one good jersey in their history. I like the original Thunder jersey. They should just wear the, the Sonics ones. jerseys. Well, okay, not wrong. What I don't understand is they are in an, an area that has incredible Native American history, and they could use those colors far better with like actual designers from the Native American community. Mm-hmm. It would be so cool to do it, and they've just every single year without fail, they're like, "Hey, here's another terrible jersey for you." It's like, cool, uh, great, thanks. I actually think the the Durant uh, uh, Sonics jersey is kind of sick. 
I've seen that around. Mm. That's a really cool jersey. The Sonics jersey in general is yeah, crazy. like the fact I mean, that Durant yeah. like actually people forget that he played there, and it's mm-hmm. like cool when you when you kind of show up in one of those. But do people like the Sonics jerseys because they're not the Sonics anymore, and there's yeah, a retro it, feel to it, or do they like them because they legitimately look good? Because green think and yellow, green is not the best color combination. I think it's a cool scheme. I like it. I like the jersey. It's unique. It's Packers, yeah, Packers, and, which I don't love their color scheme either. No, oh, so that's that's Jeremy not liking green and yellow I just don't across the board. Yeah. I, I look at green and yellow. I, I'm with Benji. I think Packers. So I'm able to appreciate the history behind those colors together. Um, I had a T-Mac Orlando jersey. I had a LeBron Cavs jersey. I had four different Michael Jordan jerseys. The black with the pinstripes, the blue, uh, excuse me, the red and the white Bulls jerseys. And then the last one I'll mention, a Toon Squad jersey, Michael Jordan. Um, and then the one baseball one I'll mention, I still have it and I still wear it sometimes, is a Ken Griffey Jr. with the Mariner teal uh, color. It's a nice one. Um, I wore it to a Rays Angels game a couple of years ago down in Tampa. And no one knew why I was wearing a random Ken Griffey Jr. jersey. And I was like, because it's Ken Griffey Jr. That's why. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, Jeremy, your last question. <laughs> you can go to any sports game ever mm-hmm. and witness it in the stands. Which one is it and why? Ooh. Ooh. Benji, what do you got? Whew. 
I feel like mine is uh, Willis Street, nineteen seventy. That's a hell of any of any of them. Wow. I, I like, feel like with the benefit of you, I feel like with the benefit of YouTube, I can go watch the games in the nineties that I missed and like the 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 television product for basketball got better as the nine as the eighties kept going. Um, to where you had multiple camera angles and you had multiple shots of inside the locker room and closer shots of the bench. Like by 1980, you had a camera in the huddle for most of these games. So there's really no good audio or video quality um, presentation of that moment that lets you appreciate it unless you were in the building. And it's why all the books I've read about that moment talk about it with such reverence as the moment that the series changed. Like the Lakers players have talked like Jer- Jerry West talks about how like in the building, I immediately thought like we were going to lose this game and like the, the elusive ring that I thought I was going to, going to get all of a sudden is just, th- this is given the Knicks a, a leg up because their MVP is coming back on the court. Um, and then like the rest of the game happened, but I'd like to, I would have liked to have been in the building when Reed came out of the tunnel. I mean, it could be any sport. I'm not saying not. To oh, if this is sorry, if that was not clear, it could be any sport. If it's Knicks related that. Well, sure. Yikes. Not much. To well, then game 686 is the Mets one. I had a feeling you were going to go. Yeah, I just I've also heard enough stories about Shea Stadium rocking in that moment. That's just a moment I would have liked to have been in the building for also. Benji. Yeah, a two comes to mind. And I, I, I went to the same place that you had, Andrew, where I was like, I, I, as much as being in the building is obviously different than watching on television, there's something about things that happened. Although Willis Reed, the moment is captured, but it, you can't, it's not high quality. Um, so I, my mind went to two places. One is Wilt's 100 point game in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, mm. which there's literally zero footage of, um, as far as I know. I haven't seen any. No, there's and, none. There's yeah. none. You're and like right. in a random place and like one of the most incredible events that, that happened in basketball history took place. That's a cool one for me that I would have loved to be at. It'll be, I don't know how many people were even there. Um, that's one. I went to Ruth calling a shot. Ah, okay. Um, in general, I, I would have loved to see Babe Ruth play. That seems like cool. Um, well, now you make her rethink it. Those were the two that kind of jumped out as kind of like the pre-television mm-hmm. era that like I could have reported on for the rest of my life and been like I was at that game that that historic thing happened. Would you then be allowed to come back to present day with Babe Ruth knowledge and be like, oh, the Babe Ruth's definitely hitting these guys that because like, there's a dismissal sometimes from yeah. modern baseball fans that's like Babe Ruth wouldn't hit Adam Adovino. These conversations are so dumb. You know, I can't. Adam Adovino just give a big home run in the Mets game too. I can't with I'm the koozie with. with that. That this has come up with the koozie thing with the Reddick, which I understood JJ's point, but like, what are we doing? It's mm-hmm. like, they, they were great for their era when they played, they were, were the best then. And like, I don't understand why we have to do this. Like, what if they played now thing? Well, they, their training would be different. They'd still probably be great because they, 
Like, who know? Who cares? Why does it matter? Like Babe Ruth was hitting sixty home runs when dudes were hitting fourteen home runs. When he was, teams were hitting twenty, yeah. Like, like the idea that he wouldn't be elite in any generation. Like, yeah, if he yeah. was trained like an MLB baseball player and paid, like, yeah, if you just took Babe Ruth and you stuck him, put him against the Adovino slider, he'd probably be like, "What the hell is that sorcery?" But if he played <laughs> today, he would know what it was, and he'd probably still hit sixty home runs. Like, I, I don't get the whole thing, honestly. I, I don't. I, I understand that, like. When- Bob Cousy in the fifties, at least played against the guys who weren't like, didn't have full-time jobs as NBA players. I understand uh-huh. that concept, but like you could watch the footage and see Bob Cousy had a lot of talent, man. Like, and, and if, and if he came around now, he did have a lot of talent and be trained differently. We need, uh, we need Benji on the, um, on the pick pods, Jeremy. So mm-hmm. when we we're, we're disrespectful to the guys from the fifties and sixties that played their entire careers while JFK was alive. Um, Benji can join John in the defense of that era. Um, yeah. What is your answer, Jeremy? I honestly, I, I was similar to Benji. I thought, I really thought that the Babe Ruth one calling a shot would be there, but it just doesn't. It's cool, but at the same time, it's like, oh yeah, he called a shot. You and then say, it's over. <laughs> right. And it's like, all right, that, that happened. And the thing is, so many people afterwards said, oh, yeah, I was there for that game. And they weren't. And they just lied about it. So you couldn't even tell who was really telling the truth and who wasn't. I think if I had to go with one, it, it might actually be the 1980 Olympics when the, the men's hockey team mm. won wow, against Jeremy. the Soviet Union. And it wasn't even the gold medal game. And they had to play another game after that. But just a team of amateurs taking down one of the best assembled teams ever. Um, and just the call, the it's an incredible call. Uh, mm. and miracles, just like everything about it. People losing their minds. I, well, you wouldn't have heard the call, Jeremy. I don't want to be nitpick here. I'm saying listening to the call now and being like, you know, I was in the knowing what it was it. like yeah. and the, the emotions there that I think is, is really cool. But yes, it's I would not have actually, to be fair though, there were people who did have ham radios and were able to listen to it. So, so you would have been at the game yeah. with a ham radio. Games who listen to the radio. I know I'm one of them. Believe me. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There's a certain confidence that comes with being properly groomed. There's an aura a vibe. You can just tell by the way someone carries themselves. We call this BGE, Big Groomed Energy. And you know the only way to get that BGE? Manscaped. Introducing the best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is already the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL. Manscaped's brand new Platinum Package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top products. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, 
Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free Ultra Premium Deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. But it's not just your pits that stink, your balls can stink too! Thankfully, their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve this problem for you. And once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Platinum Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from trimming to showering to leaving the gym smelling nice. This is the best bang for your buck. Don't hesitate. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMSCHOOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FILMSCHOOL. Unlock your big groomed energy with Manscaped. And remember, when you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. All right, Benji, your last question. Oh, all right, then they're coming back to me. Hold up. Yeah, last question. Let me pull three, it up three, three. Okay. <sighs> Uh, if RJ, Quickly, Randall, and Obi were Yankees or Mets, current Yankees or Mets players, oh God, who would they be? Oh God, that's really tough. All right, Jeremy, you do you have Yankees ready? Is Randall Joey Gallo? Well, first of all, Joey Gallo is not even on the team anymore. But I'm saying, <laughs> what do you want for Julius Randall? From not the, no, I think he's Aaron anymore. Hicks. Oh, so he's stuck here is what you're saying. Okay. Well, well, I mean, yeah. In the sense that like Hicks was, Hicks has been one of the worst players in basketball mm-hmm. in baseball. And uh, Randall was one of the worst in basketball last year for the higher usage guys. So um, I think that's a similar comparison. Cause like Gallo, at least he wasn't making a ton. He was in the last year of his deal. It was a very different situation. Hicks like, Hey, you're on a long-term contract. You're not hitting and your offense is supposed to be a big part of it. You you're just not able to perform well on defense like that abysmal play against the Rays that happened uh, not too long ago. So I I feel like he's Hicks. Okay. So Randall's Hicks. Yeah. And then um, you said RJ Obi and Quickly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's gotta be some RJ to me is like someone who doesn't get on base a lot, which a lot of people care about, but you know what? In a a way, RJ is maybe closer to Joey Gallo, just in the sense that, which I hate saying so Uh much because it's so (laughs) not accurate. We're going to have to cut this injury out. No, because like... (laughs) Why do you hate RJ Barrett? It's like people who... because. but, but that's no, no, you know what it was? No, it's because it's this. It's people care a lot about the field goal percentage and mm-hmm. people care a lot about Joey Gallo's uh, batting average where it's like, okay, but there are other things as well. Like Gallo did get on base. He did play really good defense. Like there were positives here that Gallo had. They were just overshadowed by other things. And our, that's not the right comparison to RJ, but I don't know 
what would be apt in that? Like you have a young star, you know, the Mets better. So maybe you have an answer. Like you have a, I have a better star. Yankee one for RJ. What's that? Wouldn't it be Rizzo where people can point to his 220 average and be like, it's bad, but it's like, actually look at the overall numbers. And the tough part is that Rizzo's like not 32. a Rizzo's a, home, Rizzo's a homegrown, yeah. not a homegrown Yankee. Yeah, he's so. too old. But I, I, the, the, I like the, I like the. That's a good. I like that the spirit of the. Right. Yeah, yeah, question. and they're lefties, so I have a funny one. You're gonna think of for for Randall for the Mets. Wait, I've got one for for. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, RJ. Could you make an argument for Glaber? Uh, like, yeah, hope, hope not. When, when Glaber, no, no, but I mean, like, when oh, Glaber's, like, oh, you know what? Glaber's hot. Yeah, he's red hot. And that's like, RJ. but like Glaber will go through these prolonged stretches and it's just abysmal. Mm-hmm. And like RJ, I think that's probably the best. That, that was the one I had in mind for RJ. RJ need to find a little one. bit more consistency moving forward. Like when he's on his game, man, he looks great. And when it's off, it's like, whoa, this is, this is not, not going well. So yeah, I take back the, the <laughs> Joey Gallo. Yeah, I wasn't comparing to Gallo, but it was more like <laughs> the thought of like taking one stat and using another stat and uh-huh. leveling the two. But yeah, I'll go with Glaber for Arja. So quickly in OB. They Clay Holmes and <laughs> Nestor Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> two fan favorites that are actually pretty productive despite limited Limited opportunities. Maybe, I don't. I mean, I personally did not see any IQ OB comparisons on the Yankees. I don't think there is. I think there's more Mets. Right. Yeah, I think it's more Mets. Yeah, young, younger players. So my Julius Randall comp is Edwin Diaz because I hated Edwin Diaz his first year here, and now he's having it an unreal year. So Edwin Diaz's 2021, 20, 22 hasn't happened yet. We're currently in the midst of his all NBA second team, all NBA season in which he gets paid going into the off season. So that's, like that's it. my first that's count. Um, RJ. So this would have worked last year. RJ would have been Conforto because no more polarizing player in Mets land than Michael Conforto because it's like, doesn't drive in enough runs. And it's like, it's not his fault if guys don't get on base in front of him. His batting average is low. It's 2021. Why are we still looking at batting average? Like, Michael Ford was actually a very productive New York Met. And the thought was that he will remain to be a productive New York Met. I think maybe Jeff McNeil would be the better RJ comp because the guy has like six home runs, but is actually their most consistent overall best player hitter, I should say. Um, so I'll go, I'll go McNeil for RJ with the spirit of Conforto. And then, I mean, pick a young kid. Brett Beatty homered tonight in his first... I'm recording this on Wednesday. Um, Brett Beatty homered in his first game. Who knows what the Mets have done since then uh, when you're hearing this. Uh, so maybe Brett Beatty is quickly... Uh, Brett Beatty is Obi, And I'm just like hyped that we have a young kid quickly. Oh, I got it. Okay, Beatty and Alvarez are quickly an OB because Met fans have been screaming, get them up here. I'm tired of watching James McCann and Alec Burks and uh, Eduardo Escobar and Taj Gibson play. <laughs> play the kids, damn it. Okay, so, there the you go. The flip side for the Yankees, you could say Volpe and... And um, Dominguez, and yeah. I was going to say Peraza. Peraza mm-hmm. even, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they called up... Um, Florio. 
Yes, but they called up another. <laughs> oh, uh, the other, the other kid that they, they up, called yeah. up Oswaldo Peraza. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was okay. So they did. They finally called up Peraza. Right. Um, I'm honestly surprised, Andrew, that for Randall you didn't have McCann. There's, I, I don't have a 2021 version of James McCann. I understand, <laughs> but in terms of like, wasn't McCann? Was he the second guy that the Mets wanted at catcher? Like there was another player who they wanted and it wasn't really working out. So right spirit. They originally went after, um, they originally went after, uh, real Muto and real Muto was holding out. So right spirit McCann's been bad since he's been here though. And unless you're saying next year, McCann in his contract year is going to hit 40 home runs and that would make him Julius Randall. Well, it'd be this year. This year would be, he would if he were good this year. Oh, because it's this it year would before be. his contract right. year. Yeah. yeah, it could be. I'm saying Edwin Diaz this year is he's having a second team All NBA season. True, he's thriving. Maybe first team to be honest, mm-hmm. and is about to get a contract. The the comp being that there's another catcher in the waiting, which like Obi waiting for Randall get off the team would be good. I just I don't have good feelings from James McCann. So, like that, at least, like That's I fair. do from a we hear Julius Randall season. Um, Benji, outstanding question. You have more to <laughs> add to it? <laughs> uh, the one thing uh, you guys covered all of that, it's a hard question I, and, and it's a different. Uh, uh, the one I thought about also was you know, IQ and Nestor Cortez. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the thinking. Okay. <laughs> here's the thinking. Neither of them blows you away in terms of anything that they do physically. Neither is like a tremendous athlete in the kind of traditional sense of the word. Um, in, in the pitching aspect, Nestor is not throwing 99, 100. IQ is not dunking on anybody. He's not the fastest guy out there. He's not, um, he's not the strongest guy out there. They're kind of quirky in what they do. Quickie's kind of a herky-jerky offensive player, foul baiting, doing kind of interesting dribble moves, getting a little bit of space. Nestor's doing all sorts of crazy hesitations on the mound. Uh, crafty. Um, you know, young enough to be at least somewhat comparable. I know Nestor's older, but um, uh, just like, but also the vibes, just great vibes. Mm, yeah. So but, there's my my Nestor IQ. I, I had to work it, a little bit hard for it, but I, I like it. The only thing with Nestor is that he bounced around the league for such a long time that, like, yeah. to me, he's more like what you hope you you hope Nestor's good enough for. It's like Starks type of situation mm. where just like can't find a team comes back to the Yankees. Although Starks didn't come back to the Knicks, like that sort of thing. And then can be productive when it really matters. I like it. I like it. Can't argue. Outstanding questions, gentlemen. (laughs) The only other question I had that I won't, that probably doesn't take too long uh, is a player. You're most irrationally high on. Cause I wanted to really dissect the, the John love of Luca Um, next five years, Luca or Giannis, who are you taking? I'm taking Giannis. Giannis. Benji. How old is Giannis? Giannis is 27. Luca is 22. May I remind you of that yeah, tweet Giannis. that Giannis. Was about LeBron where it's like, oh, LeBron's turning 30. This will be over soon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah. nine years well, later, eight years later. <laughs> it's like, no, he's there is an important there is an important difference there. I think yeah, unless Giannis actually develops a real jump shot, I think the shelf life is legitimately shorter than it was for LeBron, who kind of as the years went on, relied on his jumper more and more and more and was still able to be very effective. Giannis is obviously even more of kind of like a physical freak if that exists than LeBron in some ways. He's just taller and like 
whatever. But I, I do think that'll limit him. But five years, I don't think there's any reason to take to take anyone but Giannis. I think that's a short enough. If you gave me 10 years, I'd probably take Luca. Five years, I think Giannis is the answer. John, I hope you made it to this part of the pod because that's unanimous across the board. Okay. He's doing the trade value column right now for the Patreon and defiantly is saying I don't think that's crazy though. I also don't actually the, think it's the trade super value crazy. will take into twenty three he's twenty two twenty two. You're yeah. talking about you're talking about fifteen more years of a career. Like that well, is the caveat is we're only projecting five years out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong, John. <laughs> there you go. Besides, the real question should be Luka Doncic or Brad Stevens. Uh, <laughs> same. Did you that see one. that Malcolm Brogdon signing? <laughs> you think anybody could have done that? Nope. The president. Um, all right, Jamie, take us out. Well, thank you so much, Benji. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug while you're here? Um, are, you, are you binging anything, Benji? I went through two seasons of Better Call Saul. Two, well, felt like three seasons of Better Call Saul in like five days. Am I binging anything? Uh, no, I did the I did the Better Call Saul binge like previously. Mm-hmm. I am not currently binging anything, uh, and I don't have much to plug. To be honest with you, I am like really trying to get into this. Uh, I'm trying to write something about. Uh, the Joku Noah offense that Tibbs ran with Chicago, how that could work with Isaiah Hartenstein. It is progressing very slowly. I don't know when it will be out, uh, but it will happen at some point. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, follow my Twitter, um, Ben Rehilds MBA, put stuff out all the time. Nick's film threads, I'll get to stuff at some point again. Not much to thread about at the moment. If Donovan Mitchell ever comes, there will <laughs> certainly be much to say about him. But um, until then, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and come hang out. Andrew, anything you'd like to plug as well? The Knicks Film School Podcast. It's a great idea. Yes. I would like to plug that too. There you go. Uh, so thank you much. Thank you very much to Benji for joining us. Uh, this wonderful time. Uh, thank you to Andrew for the questions as well. And we've got a great episode on Monday coming up where it'll be me, John, and Andrew talking about the fourth pick overall in our pick selections. So make sure to check that out. But for all of us here at Knicks Film School, thank you very much. And we'll see you soon. 